it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Yes, yes. Welcome into another edition of the Tim McKernan Show here on the Inside STL Podcast Network. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan, alongside Gangster Pete back in the world headquarters in St. Louis, Missouri. I am in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, and those studios are in Jupiter, Florida for one more week as we wrap up our Cardinal Spring training coverage and the HomeLoanExpert.com studios have been your home for our spring training season-ending John Mazalock interview. We did it last year, and we do it once again today, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. So when we knew we were going to be interviewing John Mazalock to wrap up spring training, culminating, uh, what, I guess it was seven interviews with members of the organization, dating back to Cardinal Fantasy Camp with Brian Jordan and David Eckstein, and then uh, Dexter Fowler has been a guest uh, Alex Reyes has been a guest, Mike Schilt last week, and this week, John Mazalak. Uh, and if you missed any of it, as uh, we lead into the opener against the Brewers on Thursday, uh, I would recommend going back, binge listening, and then you have questions from the audience every Wednesday, and those are, I think, for the most part, evergreen, just random questions. And you're welcome to send in your questions, your comments, anytime, Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. Give the podcast five-star reviews, tell your family, tell your friends uh, about the podcast, and we're excited that we're entering in uh, to a year and a half of broadcasting this program. And so when we knew we were going to be doing the interview with John Mazalek, as we did last year to wrap up spring training, um, you know, there was one line of questioning that, that I thought it was going to be, and then Friday afternoon, as in Friday, March 22nd, 2019, um, I guess it was actually Thursday, Thursday or Friday, Thursday, I think it was now that I think about it, Thursday, March 21st, 2019, the world changes for the Cardinals. And that is when stunningly the Cardinals announced that they have signed Paul Goldschmidt to an extension, the press conference taking place on Saturday, the 23rd. And I stay stunningly, I say stunningly, because I think a lot of people thought the Cardinals would at the very least try to sign him to an extension. I don't think that's surprising. What is surprising, I think, universally, is that it happened before Paul Goldschmidt ever took an at-bat in St. Louis as a member of the Cardinals. That is really surprising. I, as the course of spring training played out, thought that the Cardinals would sign him to an extension. And I want to make it clear that I said at the beginning of spring training, it's not to say that I didn't think it was going to happen, um, what I did think was in play was that you had the Astros, his hometown team, you had the Yankees, you had the Red Sox. If you want to evaluate how the Dodgers would use Cody Bellinger, 
Uh, you could have the Dodgers. You could have the big boys at the table this coming off season, driving up the price. And Paul Goldschmidt, uh, relatively famously, famously in baseball circles, took a deal in 2013 that made him underpaid for how great he has been. And he's also tied to the players' union and, and passionate about that. And so I think some people thought maybe he will test the waters. And even if the Cardinals want to keep him, it takes two to tango and it might not work out. And he goes to free agency and the Cardinals can still try to keep him. And he would choose Houston or he would choose the Yankees or he would choose the Red Sox or he would choose the Dodgers or hell with what's happened with Manny Machado going to the Padres. You can you can barely rule out any franchise. So that's what I thought was going to happen at the beginning of spring training. And then as spring training played out. And I was around the club up in Jupiter, uh, inside the clubhouse, talking to people who are very close to the organization um, and getting a sense for the way that this was going. It became clear to me that what many national hosts and writers were saying the night the Cardinals acquired Goldschmidt from December, uh, from the Diamondbacks in December, was actually the case. And that was, this was a perfect fit. Uh, a rapport with Matt Carpenter blossomed, a respect for Goldschmidt, not because he's by any means outspoken or somebody delivering speeches in the clubhouse, but just for the way he goes about it, that this is a place that makes sense for him and a relationship that was clearly working. And so I thought the result of that would be an extension sometime in maybe July or August. I just did not see it coming before the Cardinals even left Jupiter, Florida. So the first part of our interview with John Mazalak focuses on how this all came to fruition, and the backstory on it is um, Mazalak, I mean, I don't know what time it is, um, but uh, he, I, but he, he walks around the camp, usually holding coffee, and just kind of takes things in, talks to people, and that's what he did with Goldschmidt. He walked up to him with coffee, and just started talking to him, and that is how this whole thing came to fruition. You'll hear John Mazalek's uh, explanation on that story. Uh, you'll also hear his perspective on Dexter Fowler. Uh, I point blank ask him if they were ever in on Bryce Harper, Carlos Martinez's role, Marcelo Zuna's arm, all kinds of topics uh, in this interview, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, as we kind of uh, give a preview to the upcoming season with also looking back on this past offseason and get his perspective on the expectations for this team. Uh, I'd like to think that uh, you'll enjoy this conversation with the Cardinal President of Baseball Operations. So with all of that said, without our sponsors, there's no way we can be down here. There's no way we can be doing this without our producers. There's no way we could be doing it all and have done it all for the last couple of months. And so therefore, it is important for me to call attention to the sponsors and the people who make all of this possible. The producers, Gangster Pete, Pete Eichels, and Iggy, Kenny Strode, the producers of The Tim McCurden Show, and and then, of course, our sponsors, Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert.com. So many people looking to buy a home right around this time of year, or this is when people start going, okay, now's the time to put our house in the market. People want to move when the kids are out of school. Well, here we go. 
Want to make sure you're pre-approved? Do so by going online at thehomeloanexpert.com. That's Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. A really good man who runs an incredible business with an incredible staff. He's going to save you money. He's going to get you pre-approved quick, fast, and in a hurry. And if you want to refinance, you can do that as well with him. Thehomeloanexpert.com. Pay down debt by getting the equity out of your home. It's Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com, the sponsor of our studios here on the Tim McKernan Show and the sponsor of our studios as we have been in Jupiter, Florida for Cardinal Spring Training going back for the past two months. So our guest today, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, the Cardinal President of Baseball Operations, ladies and gentlemen, John Mazalak. Uh Mo, welcome to the program. I know that this uh, for you is kind of... Uh, uh, game six of the 2011 World Series equivalent of uh, experience. You mean participating in this show? Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, Thank you for I'm, agreeing. I'm looking at my watch as we speak, going, how much longer? I think the official count is 19 minutes and 35 that's seconds. Painful. That's, that's painful. That's so, painful. So dig on in. Maybe I, I can just keep talking about pain and it'll be over. <laughs> So I can't wait to hear the background on the Goldschmidt extension. Like I pick, I see you wandering around. I say wandering. That isn't a good word. Walking around. Wandering makes it sound like, you know, like you're. I'm lost. Right. Exactly. A lot like you. <laughs> Thank you so right. much. We're off to a great start. Yeah. Uh, so, I, so I see you with the coffee in the morning. And is that how it was? You just saw Goldschmidt working out and you're like, you know what? I think this is going well. I'm going to I'm going to take a shot. You know, really what was behind it was more to the point of we have a window, uh, spring training, and and is it worth trying to to pursue something? You know, one of the things I I was fearful of, or at least I I was thinking about in this particular situation, was I didn't want to get down a path where all of a sudden we were were having trouble finding a way to, to, to solve the problem because... You know, when you do that, sometimes there ends up being some animosity or it just becomes uncomfortable. And here is a young man who, you know, we didn't know all that well, right? And and it'd be one thing to, to take someone that, that I've worked with for five years and, you know, try to do a trial balloon. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work because you know each other. But it's certainly a lot different when I think from a, from a, personality standpoint or or maybe you know a relationship standpoint you're just not that comfortable yet and so I didn't want to lose trust or or have him look at the St. Louis Cardinals in an odd way because you know obviously when we made this deal as I mentioned the other day at the press conference was you know the strategy for the extension really was being defined as hope And, and so as, as I was thinking through that, I just didn't want to damage that in any way. So it was a little bit maybe more delicate than perhaps a normal way to, way to think about mm-hmm. it. But so in a very casual, uh, non-threatening way, I decided I would just see where this may or may not go. And, and of course, if he had said, look, you know what? I haven't spent a day in St. Louis. I'm not sure what this is all about. I think we should wait. I would have waited. But, you know, he said, let's try. And... And, you know, that's what we did. And so, you know, two and a half weeks later or so, here we are. And I think it's exciting news for the Cardinals. It's, um, um, you know, when you get this type of player, it's, it's very rare, especially for this organization to, to actually get someone like that during an acquisition. So, you know, we're excited about it. I, I think he's a, a great fit for this organization. I think our, our fan base, our city is really going to embrace him. And, um, 
you know, the good news is we have him for six years. Yeah. I, when I was interviewing him a couple different times, I thought, this guy reminds me kind of like a, a Scott Rowland slash Matt Holiday. Like, it's just, he's baseball. He just cares about baseball. He, he's very careful to not be an I or me guy. He's a baseball guy. Did, is there any player since you've been in, in St. Louis that, that he reminds you of? Does he remind you of those guys? Anybody I'm missing? So, so that's sort of interesting, right? Because, because in, in both cases... I, I do think those are good, very good comps, first off, because they are, you know, a lot of Midwestern values, guys that, that like to be a part of, of something that we do here in St. Louis. And, and I think both Scott Rowland and, and Matt Holiday embrace that. But when we, uh, when we acquired Matt Holiday, you know, got to spend about six months or I should, yeah, well, three months of the season with him right. before we talked extension. And, even in, in Scott Rowland's case, got to spend time with him before we started talking extension. So it was just a different feel of, of how to proceed with that. Whereas this was, uh, you know, something of, of a little bit of, a, of an unknown. But I think from a personality standpoint, I think you've nailed it. Um, you know, he is, uh, he is definitely a we person, not an I guy. He is a, uh, someone that um, is very thoughtful about wanting to engage in the community and be a part of the community. I think he wants to do it a lot like Matt did, where people may not even know about it, and mm-hmm. I think that's a great compliment. He also kind of reminds me a little bit of, of Matt Carpenter too. Um, when you talk about you know people that just like baseball and like to play it, and you know I think the greatest compliment you can give someone that that puts on a uniform is they're a baseball player. Mm-hmm. And you know when I spend time around him, that's what you see. I uh, I can't wait to get the answer to this question, and I'm, I'm, I know that you're equally excited to answer it. Um, when God, I wish we had video of this. I really do. That would be more, more fun to watch. <laughs> Were you guys ever in on Bryce Harper? So I think when you, when you talk about free agents, I think you know my answer is always going to be that's not something we can discuss. You know, when you look at when you sit in my seat or you sit in Bill DeWitt's seat, you know, whenever you say never, that's a, that's a long word. And, and so to understand what the free agent market looks like, to understand what trade markets look like, you really the only way you can truly understand that is, is to, to at least make connections, to, under, to, to communicate. And so when someone asks me, were you in or out, it's not for me to, to – divulge what we were doing or not doing but what I can say is it is our responsibility to understand what markets look like because you can't make smart prudent decisions if you don't understand those okay so when I asked for example Bill DeWitt the chairman uh, on the program about a month and a half ago I guess and I said you know some fans are wondering you know you guys were in on Stanton you acknowledge that but then now seemingly uncomfortable with the idea of Harper. And then he said, well, you have to understand, keep in mind, since the Stanton discussions, we've acquired Ozuna and Goldschmidt. So it's not like we're, we're just hoarding. Things evolve, right. And, and, and where you are today might not be where you are tomorrow. So I think the one thing that, that people always sort of in baseball do is they, they take that moment in time, and, and that's what they want to remember or anchor to. It's not that at all. You know, you look at, at, at where we are today, but we weren't there 30 days ago. What have we done since then? Jose Martinez gets a two-year extension. Uh, Miles Michaels gets a, a, a four-year contract. And then, obviously, Goldie. And so it's always moving. Mm-hmm. And, and so the fluidity of, of, 
a baseball year calendar is really nonstop. And, and so when you when you take that moment in time and say, oh, you were chasing Stanton, so why doesn't that connect the dots to all of this? Well, it doesn't because other things happen. And you know, the 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 I think really the takeaway our fan base should have is is that you know we're always active. We're we're trying to always look at ways to not only improve our team on a short-term basis, but think about it in the long view as well. And I think when I talk like that, sometimes I think people get annoyed. They're like, just do it now. And now's not always the game you want to win. Um, you know, certainly we're, we understand and recognize the importance of this season, and, and we're not going to run from that. But we're also trying to still make sure that, that you know, 2020 or 2021, we still have a successful franchise and a successful organization that people can be proud of. Hope you're enjoying our conversation with the Cardinal President of Baseball Operations. Our guest is presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. He is the person that I recommend you give a call to and you find out why I rave about him. His business is to get people on the right track and I think a lot of time people associate financial advisors and I'm saying this from a point of experience with like oh he's going to try to get me to set money aside and invest in things and then talk about mutual funds and I have no idea what he's talking about but because I want to get out of the meeting because this is uncomfortable for me since I don't know what's going on I'll just shake my head and nod and nod and nod and then the next thing you know is you've done something that maybe you didn't really want to do well that's not the deal with Mark Hanna he deals with everyday people every day in order to get them on the right track. The phone number is 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. You can go online at evergreenstl.com. I am telling you this. If you haven't called Mark Hanna yet, when you do and when you talk to him, you will be happier after you've had the conversation. You will feel better about your financial situation than you did before because you'll have a better idea of where you are. And that's so much of the battle. It's not like all of a sudden here over the last few months, I'm like making a bunch more money, but now I know where my money is going. I'm organized. I'm tracking it. And that's the difference. That's what he can do for you. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, the sponsor of our guest here on the Tim McKernan Show. And our guest is John Mazalak. And another great sponsor of the program is James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. Just like what I'm talking about, Mark, just like what I'm talking about, Ryan, these are people who I have either done business with or I have sent friends or family to do business with and I don't think twice about doing so because I've gotten to know them. Listen, oftentimes in radio, uh, you get you, somebody buys advertising on a show and it's not like I'm sitting here going, I know him because I wouldn't say that if I didn't know him. But you just get copy. You read the copy. The company wants the exposure to the audience. It's great. That's how the business works. It's wonderful. But I'm not going to speak first person and endorse something if I am not comfortable with the person or personally have used the company and have had a great experience. That's just that's just not the way that it works. Uh, so when I talk about Ryan Kelly, when I talk about Mark Hanna, when I talk about James Carlton, I'm talking about people who I know and who I personally work with, who I personally can speak to their business practices. And with James, his business practices were so impressive that I actually switched to him. And it's not like he said, hey, I'll buy advertising if you bring your insurance to me at all. That's not the way that it worked. I just had a great experience with him on one thing where I couldn't use the person that I had been using for years. And I thought to myself, 
why are we not with James Carlton? I see the Google reviews. I see the Facebook reviews. I know there's a difference. And so now we are James Carlton clients. 314-961-4800 for your home, auto, life. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. And now back to our guest this week presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, the Cardinal President of Baseball Operations, John Mazalok. From your position as president of Cardinal Baseball Operations, were you surprised by what was going on about a month ago with free agency? And then since then, how those two of those players at least have signed, and then all of this rush of extensions, including the one that you just completed here within the last few days? No, not really. I don't want to act like I knew this was all going to happen, but you know, if you had said to me a month ago, do you think Harper and Machado are going to sign? I'd be like, absolutely. You know, like, so not surprising at all. But then if I say Keichel and Kimbrell are still out there and you're about to take off for Memphis, would that have surprised you? Um, again, not, not, I, I wasn't overly involved in those markets because of what we had going on. And, and when we were looking at relief help, we really were, were focused on the left side. And so Andrew Miller was a target for us from day one. You know, when you ask the, those questions of, of, of why, I don't know the answer of why. I certainly could guess, but it's... I don't think that's in my best interest or this organization's best interest to be doing that, uh, especially in this type of forum. But, you know, there's certainly probably reasons behind why. And, you know, I think in time we'll probably all have a better public understanding of that. But, you know, look, the way the industry is moving and how people are thinking about it, I'm not one of those people that, that believe that the sky is falling, that the industry is in trouble. I, I think the industry is actually quite healthy. And I think, you know, over the last 30 days, to your point, proves that. And, you know, maybe maybe what expectations from teams and players are are changing or evolving. And, and I think, you know, maybe this might become more of the new normal. But, you know, certainly time will tell. Dexter Fowler, I would say, if you had to rank the names we heard the most this offseason, Dan McLaughlin and I, as we were doing our show, it would be Harper, actually more so than Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt, and then Dexter Fowler, just always talked about. Um, how would you evaluate Dexter Fowler at this point, at the end of March 2019, versus, say, six months ago, both as a ball player and then also where he is um, mentally, emotionally? Well, I think first off, he's healthy. Um, obviously, his season ended last year with, with an injury, a broken bone. I, I think the good news for him is he, he was able to regain his strength. He has a lot of confidence in his physical ability at this point, which is a very, very good place for him to be. And I also think that that with with the managerial change, the coaching changes, he is – He's in a different spot, and, and I would define that as a very good spot. So, you know, look, this team is, is, is built to win. You look at Dexter's two years with the Cardinals, you know, I'd be, I'd be really happy if we could get what we saw in 17. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that would bode very well for, for team success. So, you know, overall, I think he's in a good spot. I mean, obviously, last year was something he wants to put in the rearview mirror, and that's what he's going to do. You play golf with him this uh, spring? Yeah, we did play one time. I, I didn't get a chance to play with you. No, you weren't invited. <laughs> Nor probably will you be. It seems like yeah. it seems like you don't want, you don't want to make absolute statements, and it seems like there you're making one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> I was going to ask about Craig Kimbrell, and it seems like I noticed that wasn't a sincere apology. I was going to ask about Craig Kimbrell, and it seems like even though you weren't intentionally doing, it sounds like you were talking about that, like that was never even 
on the scope. It of- really wasn't. It was it, again. I, I feel like when you looked at our club and you look at how we're we're we're, we're coming together, and you know, I think our vision of, of the Hicks Reyes model in our bullpen was something that we felt pretty strongly about early on in our off season. Now there's there's obviously some risk in that when you're talking about someone's health, especially who's lost two seasons. But you know, you can see why we're excited about that. And then of course, when you have somebody like an Andrew Miller now in your bullpen. Just gives a manager a lot of flexibility. So, the good news is, is, is there are relievers that just want specific innings. Just they want to understand their role. And the good news is, Andrew Miller he defines his role as, as I want to, to face the most difficult part of their lineup, especially if there's left-handers in there, but the best part of their lineup. And so it's easier then to say, okay, if that happens to come up in the seventh, eighth, or ninth, when to deploy that resource. And, and so for us, I think that just gives Schulte and the staff a lot more flexibility. And, um, you know, when you look at that, that's why we weren't overly aggressive in the right-hand relief market. How do you view Carlos Martinez's role? I realize his status is still TBD, but how do you view his role from your chair? Well, I think I, – I don't know the answer yet. Um, I guess I could say it to you this way, that if we're looking to get the quickest return, it would likely be in the bullpen. If we decide we want to be a little more patient with the rehab process, then there is a chance you could come back as a starter. But I really don't like to answer that question yet because he's just started his throwing program. I think uh, as we flip the calendar to April, we'll have a better sense of, of, of when that return might be based on need. Marcelo Zuna's arm, how would you characterize that as we're a handful of days away from the season opening? Well, if you're asking me to put on my scout hat, I think it looks great. If you're asking me to tell you what I think is going to happen with his arm all season, I think he's going to be fine. I think you know he, he spent the last five weeks down here really building it up. Um, you know, I think from his standpoint, he feels good about where he's at. And I think you're starting to see our everyday club also take overall better at bats right now. And so, you know, you combine the way he's looked at the plate and the way he's playing left field. I think there's a, a lot of reasons to be exciting, excited about what you're going to see out of Mr. Rosetta this summer. Uh, were, you, were you concerned at all, honestly, on the offensive production in spring? I was around Ozuna in the clubhouse one time, and he was asked about, like, he was one for 14 at the time, and he goes, come on, it's spring. But, you know, but if, if a guy's having a good spring pitching or something, they go, oh, this is great. And then if he's not, then they go, well, it's spring. So it seems like there's kind of a convenient double standard when evaluating these things. How do you evaluate it when the team offensively wasn't necessarily raking? You know, I, I do think, like, it's very dangerous to, to use spring training as an evaluating tool because not everybody's approaching it the same way. Yeah. Um, you know, not to get bore you with, like, details, but somebody from maybe from a pitching standpoint might be just trying to work on his changeup. Like Michaelis yesterday was working on a new slider, pitch. Right. And, and he was – you know, noodling around with that. And obviously, in, in the heat of the battle, you're probably not going to be doing that. But in a exhibition-style game, you can you can do that. I think, like, like hitters want to hit, right? So when they're one for 14, that's frustrating. But they also know it doesn't count. So I think there's lies sort of that underlying thing. But, you know, for me, the biggest thing about, about looking at offense, um, you know, when you looked at, like, Harrison Bader, for example, and you said, you know, after – the first 20 days of camp, you know, he's not hitting. He's really struggling. But how many hard outs mm-hmm. did he have? I mean, yeah. he had a lot. And and so, 
you know, to judge it on, on sort of baseball card stats, I think can be a bit misleading. And I've been a part of camps too, where someone does have like a, you know, a 400 batting average and, and really did rake. And then you end up sending them back to double A AA or triple A and they end up sort of normalizing. Yeah. So, you know, you got to be careful. You're not buying fool's, fool's gold, but you also want to make sure that, that you are seeing a steady progression in what you want done. And I think the theme of this camp under Mike Schilt has been, we're not here to get our work in. We're here to get better. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's been very intentional on how they've approached each day. And I think the thing that I admire most is it's not just that sort of global phrase where you and I are here to work and we're here to get better. There's very, there's very specific curriculum for an individual like yourself and, and versus myself to make sure that we are optimizing our time at the ballpark. And my takeaway from that has been one that um, – I think it's been much more effective and efficient from helping our, our club grow. There's a sense I, that I gather in this camp that there is confidence here that kind of takes me back to when I was uh, covering the team on TV in the early 2000s and then kind of the second wave that started in 2009. I don't uh, remember that time. Oh, it was great. I had a full head of hair. I had uh, hope. Uh, I think a lot of people had high expectations. And then, of course, since then, there's been a great letdown. There's been hair loss. And then a radio. But, I mean, the show is so good. I know you podcast, and and we're grateful for that support. But but since then, uh, I feel like that that confidence, not with me, has returned. I'm still very insecure. But I feel like around here, people are incredibly confident. Um, Like I saw Harrison Bader, like somebody said, the Cardinals' Pakoda was 88 and a half or something like that, and he tweeted out like an eye roll emoji. And other, and I asked him about it. He goes, "Oh, because we're going to win way more than 88 and a half games." Uh, Carpenter said, "If we don't make it to the postseason, it would be a big, you know, disappointment." There's confidence here. Not to say that they weren't confident before. You weren't confident before, but I just sense something different as you guys head into the 2019 season. Your perspective on the confidence of the team. Well, I, I do think when you look at this team and, again, how the last six weeks have, have evolved, there, there is this bounce in this clubhouse. And, and in terms of expectations, they're real. They're high. Um, you don't want, you know, false bravado. What you want is a group of people that understand they got to pull in the right same direction to make this work. And I think that's the type of buy-in you're seeing. And so – the approach and the strategy of this group has been impressive, but th- there is reason to be excited. Um, I mean, obviously, when you, when, when you look at your club and when you're doing that sort of analysis from year over year over year, sometimes it's hard to say you've gotten better, but it's pretty clear this t- team, this lineup, this rotation is better than it was a year ago. And so there's reason to say like we should be good or we should feel confident about what we're doing and you know I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that players feel good about where they are right now you know it's easy to sit upstairs and, and in this office and say oh you know we like our team you know, well when you're one of the architects behind it then you're supposed to say that <laughs> but you know in fairness it's, it really is about about this group understanding expectations and what they want to do and you know sort of to quote uh, Mr. Goldschmidt from yesterday it's you know we expect exciting things to happen yeah final question I'm landing the plane inside of 20 minutes now you're celebrating I notice see this is a 2011 World Series thing going on now you're dabbing uh, final question I put this to the people because I know their questions are going to be better than mine is there an organization <laughs> or GM that, that you 
model. Like I kind of sometimes see a parallel with the San Antonio Spurs. Like it's been sustained greatness with some championships. I realize sometimes the NBA kind of flies under the radar in St. Louis. Uh, some might say the Patriots where, yeah, we want to win championships, but you always talk about sustained you know, competitive baseball. And that's what the organization has provided going back to 2000. So is there a style, a manager, an executive, an organization that, that you look to and say, I really like what they do and I like to try to mimic some of what they do? You know, that's an interesting question. And, you know, I, I would say like when I was younger, I would always like try to understand like best business practices or, or you know, what are other, you know, whether it's business, sports, or mm -hmm. baseball, like what are other people doing that maybe we should be doing. And there are things that I've read or, or have had the opportunity to speak to people to help grow um, uh, this organization. But I've always felt like, I would say probably right around, you know, sort of that 2008, 2009 point where, where there was the realization of, look, we don't want to be copying anybody. We want to be finding people copying us. And so that became the mindset of, of, and instead of me reaching out, I was hoping people would start reaching out to us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we have gotten to that point. And I think that's a great compliment to, to not only this organization, but the people I've been able to work with. Mo, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Uh, any final thoughts? I feel like I did a great job. I'm pretty excited about my 2019. Uh, your, your thoughts? Well, that begs, uh, you know, the self-perception issue that I, I feel like, um, a lot of people just, they they feel great about what they do, but they really should speak to their peers and get a better understanding of what that looks like. But we don't have time for that. No, unfortunately. Like, otherwise. So we, you're very lucky. <laughs> uh, but no, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your coverage of the Cardinals and uh, certainly look forward to getting back to St. Louis and we'll see you back home. Thank you, Bo. Thank you. And so there it is. Our conversation with John Mazalak here on the Tim McKernan Show. John Mazalak presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, broadcasting from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios in Jupiter, Florida. So last year when we did the interview to wrap up spring training, um, I didn't say it at the time because I didn't know that my read was right. And then like three or four days later, I'm like, my read was right. And when I walked out of there, my read was they were going to sign Greg Holland. Now, he didn't say that. It was just reading between the lines. This year, I was wondering, maybe, if I could get a read on Craig Kimbrell. And I would imagine, unless you didn't want to hear the interview and you just want to hear my uh, outro, as we call it in this wonderful business, uh, you heard him talking about Craig Kimbrell and talking about him in past tense and really saying, you know, the reason why we didn't explore uh, the relief market is because we were focused on a left-handed reliever and candidly, they, as he said, we're focused on Andrew Miller. And so that's what was going on there. And so unless he is running a misdirection on me, it doesn't look like Craig Kimbrell is going to be part of the Cardinals reading, uh, whether it be Ken Rosenthal um, or my uh, fantasy baseball sites, it looks like Kimbrell is going to be going to either the Brewers, which would be scary for the Cardinals, although the Brewers are having some arm issues in their bullpen or the Braves. Uh, I would love the idea of Miller, Hicks, maybe Martinez, and Kimbrell uh, in the Cardinal bullpen along with that rotation, uh, but uh, that does not appear to be the case. On Ozuna, which I know has been a focal point for a number of people, I don't know on that one. Um, I felt like maybe in the back of his mind he wonders about that, or maybe it's just going to be sufficient, and so he's not particularly concerned. I don't know. But that's just something that 
if I had to take away from one that I'm kind of like, oh, that answer was a little different than the others. I wonder about that. Um, I like the answer on Bryce Harper. I just point blank asked where he asked, were you interested in Bryce Harper? Now, people might not like his actual answer, but I like that we got the perspective on it. And then certainly, uh, you can tell he is high on Dexter Fowler. And, um, and now, one might say, well, he's going to be because he is, as he said, he's the architect, so why wouldn't he be? But I get the sense that that is a real thing. Um, so much so uh, that Dexter Fowler is a part of my fantasy baseball team this year. Uh, I think that that is a real thing. I'm anxious to see if it actually translates. Because if it doesn't, even if the Cardinals are winning, that is going to be a storyline throughout, just like it was a storyline throughout the offseason. Um, and what else? Carlos Martinez, I think he's going to the bullpen. I would be shocked if that were not the case. I guess uh, the only way it wouldn't be the case is if they had major issues in the rotation. I think we can come away from that one pretty clearly. And uh, the confidence of the team. I think he reflects the confidence of the players in his answers. So the total for the Cardinals in Las Vegas, 88 and a half wins. I will officially submit that I am going over 88 and a half wins. I've been saying that. That's not just because I just had an interview with the president of the Cardinal Baseball Operations. That is my honest perspective. Do with it what you want. We've been doing this since 2012. And I believe minus one year where they missed it by a win, I have been on on it because I like that large sample size of 162 games. Uh, so do with that what you want if you want to throw a wager down. But that is my perspective. I think this is a good baseball team, and I think they think they're a really good baseball team. And I think it's a good thing that the Goldschmidt thing happened because it kind of kicks it into gear. Uh, you end spring training on a high point. I'm super excited to see what this team does. Super excited to see how it goes with Mike Schilt in his first year. And then also some of the things that are question marks and or sources of consternation for the fan base, whether it be Fowler, whether it be Ozuna, whether it be who's going to close out games, all of those things as the Cardinals enter this 2019 season. Big time thank you to Ryan Kelly, the HomeLoanExpert.com, uh, to Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, to James Carlton, to PGA National Resort. We'll be leaving here in a few days, and uh, we can't wait to get back. And I'm telling you, if you haven't come down to Cardinal Spring Training, or even if you have, and you haven't stayed at PGA National, that's the way to do it. You're 10 minutes away from Roger Dean Stadium. You have five golf courses, world-class pools, uh, world-class spa, restaurants, uh, PGA Golf Stop. Uh, I don't really know what else you could ask for, but it's all there and it's my official recommendation at PGAResort.com. Book it now because it. I'm dead serious. When we start looking for places for next year, we have to start looking in like a year out, a year to 13 months, 14 months out. It's They go that quickly. Hotel, different ballgame, but homes to rent, that's that's where it is because so many people want to be down here. I'm telling you here, I, at 5 o'clock when it's starting, the sun's starting to set, the weather, it, it feels like you are in absolute paradise at this time of year. I just cannot recommend it enough. Take the family down here. Experience it. You won't be unhappy you did. And if you do, make sure you go to PGAResort.com. Uh, Mike Judy presents a great sponsor here along with Design Air Heating and Cooling and Johnny Landoff Chevrolet at Landoff.com. Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth exit. Please be on board with our sponsors. They make all of this possible. And our producers, Pete Eicholtz and... Iggy, Kenny Strode, thank you for listening. Thank you to John Mazalak for participating, and thank you to our sponsors for advertising. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.